1015 FM, 720 AM. KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, and we are live again. A second special edition, or AW Double or Nothing Week here in Las Vegas of the Mark Hoke Show. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us tonight on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. And... Wow. This has a massive news story. I'm, I just happened to hop on the old Twitter machine towards the end of the Harvey Hyde show there, the Trojan football report here on KDWN, and saw the breaking news that apparently an AEW performer has left Las Vegas on the eve of double or nothing. Um, this is, there's still a lot coming in on this, uh, but it has apparently been confirmed that Maxwell Jacob Friedman hopped a flight out of Vegas tonight. Of course, he missed the AEW Fan Fest today. Uh, but Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com broke the news apparently in PW Insider and Wrestling Observer have both confirmed the story that MJF has left the building. So we will try to get you some more information on that as it comes in. Of course, MJF was having some contract frustrations with All Elite Wrestling. We'll see where all this goes, but we are going to follow this as long as we can tonight. But of course, I don't want to take a damper off what is otherwise been a fantastic week here in Las Vegas. Of course, last night I got to join Platinum Max Caster over at the Nerd down on Fremont Street for a great concert that he put on. He is a terrific rapper. Of course, he is one half of the acclaimed tag team with Anthony Bowens, and we got a chance to interview Max, so we're pretty excited to uh, let you hear all that. So we're going to Hit you with a little Max Caster, so you'll listen, and we'll have more when we come back. So let's uh, hear from the acclaims, Max Caster. Our guest here on the Mark Hoke Show is someone that is always making waves and does some pretty good diss tracks. And of course, along with his tag team partner Anthony Bowens, one of the, part of one of the top tag teams in AEW, the acclaimed, and he's one of the uh, great young wrestlers in AEW. And, of course, you know him for not just what he does in the ring, but outside of it. He'll be part of AEW's Invasion of Las Vegas here with AEW Dynamite on Wednesday, which airs on TBS, Rampage on Fridays, which airs on TNT, and, of course, the Double or Nothing pay-per-view from T-Mobile Arena. So as long as I don't hear Yo Listen before he gets in here, as I know I'd be in trouble, we are very proud to welcome 
platinum Max Caster to the Mark Hoke Show. Max, how are you today? Wow, yo, listen, Mark. Ah, yikes, I'm great, running. <laughs> great, great intro. I do want to say the Acclaimed is the top tag team in AEW. We have the most popular tag team for sure. The only reason we're not at the top is because Anthony's a little bit banged up right now. So, you know what, we'll be back to reclaim our spot officially. But uh, just so you know, and for your education and the education of all your listeners, the Acclaimed is the top tag team in all of AEW. Fair enough, sir. Yeah, how is his knee going, by the way? Oh, you'd have to ask him. He would know a lot better than, than I do. Uh, hopefully he is back very soon because I cannot wait to win the tag team titles. Well, you know, it's funny you say that because I, I, of course, have seen a lot of your matches, both the singles and as a tag team. And you guys have gotten so much better every time you get in the ring. And it, and it's funny that, you know, everybody, you know, hears you do the rap tracks when you come into the ring. And sometimes they forget how good you guys are when you work in inside the those ropes. I mean, it has really been fun to see the progression that you and Anthony have had, you know, both as singles and as a tag team, you know, what do you attribute that to, you know, that, that incredible improvement to so far? Well, as a tag team, it's just getting to know each other uh, over the, it's not even two years yet that we've been a tag team. I, I mean, our first tag team match together was on AEW dark. That's the only, the, the first time we ever wrestled on the same team together. Um, and so we progressed from there. Aside from that, it's just getting criticism backstage. Uh, guys like Mark Henry and Paul White are guys I go to pretty much every single show after I have a match and say, okay, what can I do better? And a lot of times it's, it's a, uh, a lot of the aggression and the effort that I put forth uh, that I need to work on because I am a fun-loving guy. You know, I come out there, I do the rap, I get the fans going. It's funny. You know, I, I, I love it. But then, you know, once the bell rings, I have to remember that it's a fight and – you know, we, we are working for something in there, and, and it's to get the win. So uh, it's having guys in my ear like that who I trust who are going to point me in the right direction. And so uh, that's, I think, why I've gotten so much better uh, as the years have gone on. That's something that I noticed about you, too, is as time has gone by, you guys have gotten crisper, you've gotten stronger, you know, the, the way you attack in the ring is much more aggressive than it was when you we first saw you. Of course, you've been doing this for a while. I, and I think that's one thing that's really impressive is just the explosiveness and the way you guys handle your business in the ring. It's It's been pretty impressive. Well, thank you. I, I would say, and I'll turn this into advice for any other wrestlers that I give a lot, is do the things you're good at. AEW comes with a, a connotation of, you know, guys who do flips, guys who do hardcore stuff guys who um, do all types of styles, but you have to do a style that you're good at. And the style that me and Anthony are good at, you know, it took us a while to get comfortable to be ourselves in this environment where, you know, we feel like we have to impress certain people or impress the fans. All we had to do is be ourselves. And, and you know, that's why the acclaimed is so popular and everyone loves us. And it's got to be amazing to be able to work with the people that you have around you. I mean, you, you obviously mentioned Mark and, and Paul, but then you are surrounded by some of, of the greatest tag teams in the world. You know, FTR, the Young Bucks, Lucha Dragons, and and so many different styles and ways to learn things. I mean, that's got to be just 
that's something that it, you treasure when you walk in the in the locker room every night to be around those guys and get to learn from them. Uh, you know, I'll be honest, I haven't really learned much in a one-on-one scenario asking these guys questions. I learn a lot in the ring, um, but these guys are also our competition, and we can't ever forget that. We're all fighting for TV time. There's only one set of AEW tag team titles. There's so many tag teams, so many great wrestlers that, you know, we fought an uphill battle. You look at a lot of the tag teams that came in at the exact same time that we did, and, you know, we are above the rest of them in terms of popularity, in terms of in-ring, in terms of TV time, and we don't even have that much TV time. So it's still an uphill fight for us, and we look at those guys as competition. As much as, you know, we could say hello and have a, a nice conversation about life, when the bell rings, we have to beat those guys. So uh, I, I never forget that. And, you know, the real currency here is TV time and, and, and being in front of the people and getting to showcase what you do on a, on a wide scale. So, you know, those guys are great, great people, I'm sure, but we want to be better wrestlers. And, of course, you've been getting a lot of singles opportunities, too. I mean, you just wrestled CM Punk and, and so many other people you've had a chance to step in there with. You know, you talked about learning. I mean, that for you personally has got to be incredible, too, to be in there with these guys and getting the trust from AEW to do these matches. I mean, that's, you know, that's got to be amazing. Well, they trust me because I create a must-see moment every single time I go out there. There you go. The entrance in and of itself is a ratings grab. It's a viral video every single time. Look at the numbers on it. You know, there's there's a hundred, two hundred thousand views on each one of my entrances, and that's because people want to see me. So they can put me in the ring against whoever because they know it's going to be a must see match automatically. You can put me in there against the top guy. You can put me in there against the bottom guy. It doesn't matter. People are still going to tune in and watch what I do. I get a lot of that. Uh, from fans that I meet, they say, you know, we watch the YouTube shows just to see what you're going to say. And that's a huge compliment to me because that means what I say is important. And the fans know that and the company knows that. And when they put me on TV, that's why I have a microphone every single time because what I say is important. You know, it's been like that since day one. I could have screwed that up for myself. I could have said things that aren't important, that don't resonate and, and played it safe. And I could have ruined that chance for myself. But you know, the fact that I've been able to go out on a limb and say things that I believe, say things that I know that fans are going to react to, you know, that's made me a valuable part of AEW. And those raps that you do at the beginning before you come into the match, I have always enjoyed a good promo and I always enjoy people kind of taking that real life stuff and pulling it in a little bit. And when I sit there and I and I hear you come out and some of the things you say, I just kind of go like curl up in a ball and cringe like, ooh, that had to hurt. How difficult is it to to write those and to actually go out and perform it and, and know what people are going to be thinking when you say it? There's a lot of preparation that goes into this. From writing it, you know, the writing process could take, you know, a couple days if I know what the match is. But most of the time, I don't know what the match is until a few hours ahead of time. So then it's using my brain, using the internet, reading the news, seeing what's out there, what's universal to people right now in this moment, and then transferring that into rhyme. You know, music is universal. You know, when I say these things and it rhymes and it's on beat, people are going to react to it a, a lot more favorably than just me speaking. But 
I, you know, I, I love doing the raps. It's part of my life. I, I mean, I am a rapper and I am a wrestler. So to combine the two things is, has been great for me, but there's a lot of preparation. There's, you know, me going over it in my head about a hundred times before I go out and uh, making sure I know when to pause, when to take a breath, when to emphasize a word. There's a lot that goes into it, but the finished product is always top notch and it's always a viral moment for AEW, so I'm proud of it. Yeah, you know, before we had you on this morning, I took a look on YouTube and I saw all of these videos and how everybody's got these channels dedicated to you. And boy, that's just got to blow you away when you see that. But And it's also going to make you feel good, too. I mean, it's it's incredible how much people really enjoy this. Yeah, it's great for them. I wish AEW as a company would take advantage of this because there's obviously a market on YouTube to compile my videos and the things that I say. They could be making ad dollars off of that, but uh, I guess other people are right now. That's something they should look into and, and try to monetize for themselves because, as you can see and you've mentioned, People like what I say, and they like my entrances. So maybe that's something we can look into as a company. Well, what's the next step for for you and the acclaimed tag team to get that final push to become the AEW World Tag Team Champions? Of course, you you know you do a music career too. What what do you think it's going to take to get over the hump and finish the job? Well, these teams are so good here. You know, you mentioned it before. Hall of Fame level tag teams. You know, we just got the Hardy Boys back. We just got those guys in here. So that's another team on top of us. We just got Red Dragon in here, not to mention FTR, not to mention Jurassic Express, the current tag team champions, and so many others. My motto is keep working harder. If we keep working harder, then there's no stopping us. All these other teams are going to fall off. Guys get hurt. But the acclaimed, the acclaimed is forever. We can go out there. We can be in body cast, and we can go out there with a microphone and still have the same effect on the people. That's why we'll always be relevant. But other teams might become irrelevant. They might become obsolete at a certain point. But the acclaimed already, I think we have longevity on our side because why wouldn't you want us on your show with a microphone, with one minute to prove to everyone why we are the most popular tag team, why everyone loves the acclaimed? Really, it's just going to come down to continue to work harder than everybody else, get better, when Anthony comes back, it's getting that chemistry back, learning what tag team wrestling is once again and, and going from there. But, you know, all those teams, all those top teams, like those are guys I, I know we need to beat. Like we lost to the Young Bucks our 10th match in, and I still think about that. I, I still think about, you know, what if we had beat the Young Bucks and become the champions that day? And I would love to have that match again because I think if we beat the Young Bucks now, one, you know, we're so much better. And, and two, I mean, the fans would, I, I think the roof would blow off the place because we are on that level of popularity now. So, you know, I, I think about moments like that and, and, and that motivates me for the future and, and getting those tag team titles. And, you know, I'm really excited for Anthony to come back. I'm really excited to go forward after this pay-per-view and, and see what AEW holds for the acclaimed. Well, maybe you ought to consider going after Scorpio Sky in that TNT title. Scorpio is very, very busy. Uh, I uh, Maybe this is a good time to maybe ambush him and uh, confuse him even more, but I think he has a couple of people who want to rip his head off and take his title. But um, Well, that's a know, perfect I, time to that, sneak in and do it. <laughs> I think you're right. If 
that opportunity comes up, maybe you will see Platinum Max go after the TNT title. But uh, I'll be honest with you, my number one goal, first and foremost, is the tag team titles. That's because in AEW, tag team wrestling isn't looked at as an afterthought. Tag teams can main event and do main event shows. So I'm proud to be a part of this division, and I, I really do love being on AEW because we do get the respect we deserve as tag team wrestlers. Yeah, and, and I am a huge tag team wrestling fan myself, so I'm very excited to watch every week and see all these great tag teams going at it, including you guys. I personally think you're absolutely fantastic. So I think the, the time will be coming for the acclaim pretty soon. Of course, we're on the Mark Hoke Show with Platinum Max Caster. And one thing I did want to ask you about is the influence of your father. For people that don't know, your dad, uh, Richard, was a Super Bowl champion, the three-time Pro Bowler in the NFL. Tell us a little bit about what you learned, and it seems like you got a you got a lot of drive and a lot of focus. I would imagine that you might have picked some of that up from him. Honestly, the number one thing I picked up from my dad was genetics. Um, <laughs> I look at myself in the mirror, and I'm not, I'm not even trying to be a, a self-centered kind of guy, but I look at myself in the mirror, and I go, thank God for my genetics. Seriously, I, I could have ended up looking like anything, but with a lot of hard work and diet and help from my trainers and the trainers at AEW who have put me back together multiple times, you know, I look incredible. So I'm very, very thankful for that. Other than that, I'll say the best advice I ever got was after college and I didn't have a job. And my dad told me, well, sometimes you have to make your own way. And so that got my brain thinking a lot different and putting that pressure on myself to make something for myself rather than work for someone else and be a slave to the wage and, and figure out what I actually want to do with myself. Um, so that's really been the, the biggest influence. And aside from that, wrestling and football, these are two separate sports. And um, I think they're proud of me, but they, like a lot of people, don't understand wrestling. So uh, <laughs> I keep that a little bit separate, as separate as I can, but they do watch and uh, they do support me. So I'm, I'm happy to have that. And, of course, coming up at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view, unfortunately, with you guys on the bench, we've got the Jurassic Express defending the titles against uh, Team Taz and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. What are your thoughts about that match? Wow, these are three great tag teams, and, you know, we've wrestled Jurassic Express. We wrestled them right after the Revolution pay-per-view on AEW Dynamite, and that was that was a turning point moment for the acclaim because you could feel the fans in that building waiting for us to win. They, they really wanted us to win. So I, I think about that match a lot. That was the last match that Anthony and I uh, had together before he uh, – stepped away. But aside from them, Team Taz, you know, those guys are really talented. Two guys, you know, I would love to be in the ring with Ricky and, and Power, immensely talented. And then Keith Lee and Swerve. I mean, I wrestled Keith Lee, and I'll say this, this guy is the strongest guy I've ever encountered in my entire life. This is a man who threw me, a person who's 230 pounds over his head without even popping his hips or bending backwards. And when he chops you in the chest, I, I really I really felt like my chest was going to explode when he did that. And I was uh, very, very surprised when it happened. I have never felt anything like that. So just to have that guy in the match, and then you have Powerhouse is a big guy. Luchasaurus is a big guy, but... 
damn Keithley, I, I think I think he holds an advantage over all those guys and Swerve. Swerve is sneak sneakily one of the best wrestlers in the world. I don't think he gets enough credit as a wrestler and probably as a musician as well. I respect him for that. You know, that's that's going to be a, a, a big explosion of a match. I, I can't call it, but I would say Keith Lee was the guy that I've been in the ring with who's impressed me the most, and I would watch out if I was anybody in that ring. What was it like getting in the ring with CM Punk, given, obviously, the crowd support that he gets and and so on. I mean, I I thought you did a pretty good rap on him. You roasted him pretty well. What was that experience like for you to get in the, the ring with a legend like him? I mean, wrestling CM Punk was great. The rap was amazing, as you said. And there's a lot to say about CM Punk. So I think that's why the rap was so good. But honestly, when the bell rang and, you know, it came to tying up with him and, and, and fighting it out, I became a little bit intimidated. You know, it's CM Punk. He's possibly, I would say, the reason I got into wrestling. And then to be in that moment and to be intimidated, and I don't feel like I put my best foot forward in that match. And you can watch that match and you say, well, you know, Max, you did fine. Uh, You know, fine isn't really what I wanted. I want to win. I want to beat the guy up. I want to prove that he's the best in the world. I'm the best wrestler alive. I am what I say I am. So I I think about that match a lot, especially when I have heavy weights on my back, squatting 225 pounds for 12 reps or whatever, and saying, you know, man, this is CM Punk on my back. I'm going to lift him up over and over and over, and I'm going to show him that next time I have the the chance to wrestle him, you are going to see the best wrestler alive, Platinum Max, and, and not a guy who is intimidated in that moment to be wrestling the biggest star in in professional wrestling. So I I do think about that a lot. It's motivation for me. And next time we wrestle, I think the outcome is going to be a lot different. And as we wrap this up, one thing that I'm taking from this interview is you have a a ton of confidence, obviously, but it seems like there's just so much drive and motivation you have to get better and reach that new level. And sometimes people get satisfied. You know, there are a lot of wrestlers out there that would be thrilled to just be where you are. But I can kind of tell you don't even want to be close to where you are. You want to take it all the way. Yeah, I mean, that's the goal in wrestling. You want to be a world champion, the world tag team champion, the world heavyweight champion, but it takes a lot to get there. You know, I look at a guy like Ric Flair when he was the world heavyweight champion and all the sacrifices he made, all the traveling he did, wrestling two times a day. That's the level of work I I would love to put in. It's a different time now. You know, we don't wrestle that much. We don't have to travel as much, but it's that level of work that I see. and, And it's something in wrestling today that's, that's missing. And I would like to bring that back and show everybody that professional wrestling is a sacred sport and it's to be respected. And I want to have the most respect in the sport. I want to have the most titles, the most money, the most media opportunities for a long time. I didn't do interviews. I still don't do a lot and I don't want to do a lot, but I got something to promote today. So that's why I'm here with you, Mark, but um, I kindly appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, well, I'm honored. I appreciate you. You should be. But, um, <laughs> you know, I, I have this talk with Anthony every so often, and I say, well, we're the most marketable guys in AEW. We have outside skills. I'm a musician. Anthony's an actor and a model. We have viral moments every time we go out there. We look great. We're great talkers. Put us in front of any sort of interview, media opportunity, cameo on a TV show. I mean, we're going to knock it out of the park every single time. I look at that and I say, well, we, we are the most marketable. We should be the top of, of this chain. As I say in my entrance song, 
we should be at the top of the chain in AEW and all of sports because there's so much potential here. We hit so many demographics and, and we back it up when we get in the ring. You know, it would be easy to do that and be horrible wrestlers, but we're great wrestlers at that. So, you know, there, there's, there's a lot to be had here. And guys do get satisfied. And once they get satisfied and complacent and, and they're not doing anything about it, that's when they get upset and they say, well, what's the problem? And they never look at themselves. But I could always look at a problem and say, well, maybe it's me. And I could be honest with myself. And that's the difference between me and so many other people. And I'll, I'll throw Anthony in there, too, because we're in, a, we're in this together. But, but there, there's so much to be had. There's so much potential here. Being on the show, you tell eight-year-old Max, hey, you're going to be a professional wrestler on TV every single week. Hey, that sounds great to me. But now that I'm here, it's like, okay, well, I'm on TV. Well, how do I get on TV more? How do I get on pay-per-view? How do I get on TV shows? How do I get in movies? How do I get an album out? How do I get support for that? And, and, and there's a lot of tools here to use uh, at AEW, but there's a lot of opportunity here to make something for yourself. So that's what we're trying to do. And you got to look at life. You know, life isn't always going to be wrestling at a certain point. That might stop. So I'm trying to see what else is out there and, and what else we could do as a part of AEW and carry the flag and, and be proud to be here and feel like we are part of the team and we are helping. And I think we can help a lot more than we have been. But, you know, that's why I'm doing concerts. I'm doing a concert in Las Vegas on Friday night. It's after Rampage. Uh, I'll hit the stage probably at about 11. We're at The Nerd, which is on East Fremont Street in Las Vegas, and it's going to be a lot of fun. I do songs. We have special surprise guests. Uh, I have comedy on this show. We do a meet and greet for all the VIP tickets. Uh, I might open some more VIP tickets, so we'll see about that. So stay tuned, everybody. I know uh, people are waiting for VIP tickets to go back on sale. It's been a huge issue with us, but we have about 200 people signed up to come right now. Tickets will be available until showtime. And, uh, you know, we do this every single pay-per-view, and it gets bigger and better every single time. I, I love doing this. It's a way to meet my fans and, and give them a, a night out that maybe they, they wouldn't have anywhere else. So it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience, I think, to go to a Platinum Max show because you never know what's going to happen. So, <laughs> Mark, if you're interested, you're welcome to come. But for anybody else, Tickets are on eventbrite.com. You can head over there, search Max Caster on Eventbrite, or head over to my social media. It's the pinned tweet. It's the link in the bio. You can figure it out. Or you can come down to The Nerd on Fremont Street on Friday night, and you can get your ticket there. But I'm very excited to be here uh, in Vegas and, and very excited to be on your show, Mark. So thank you. Well, I do appreciate it. And, of course, uh, I have been to The Nerd a few times, so I look forward to meeting. Yeah, how, how do you like it? Yeah, it's a pretty cool place. Pretty cool place. And I'm considering some of the things that I like to do. Yeah, the nerd fits me pretty well. So I'll look forward to maybe coming on down and seeing Platinum Max Caster down there at the nerd on Friday night. That's awesome. Well, Max, thanks for coming on the Mark Hoke Show. I really do appreciate it. And we look forward to seeing you and Anthony maybe winning those AEW tag team titles sooner than later. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you, Mark. Yeah, you got it. Have a all right, and that was Platinum Max Caster of the Acclaimed, and that show on Friday night was rocking. And a lot of the AEW superstars came down there as well to help out with the show. It was a blast. So next time they're in town, don't miss that. I'm telling you, it was a 
unbelievable time. And, uh, and Max pretty talented dude. No question about that. All right. So we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we're definitely want to talk a little bit about what happened on AEW Rampage on Friday as well. But obviously the big story of the night is live streams going on and Twitter's blowing up as MJF got on a plane and left Vegas today. Is he going to be at double or nothing? This is going to be interesting. So let's take a break and we'll be right back on the Mark Hoke show. Stick around for more here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM as we get ready to give you a little more pro wrestling entertainment. And don't forget tomorrow, Mark Henry, the world's strongest man, is going to be on the show at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. And then we're going to replay that again at 11 a.m. Pacific time. So stick around for more on the Mark Oak Show. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show. And download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back on a special double Saturday super edition of The Mark Hoke Show number one professional wrestling show in Las Vegas. And we're very happy to have you joining us here on KDWN. And, of course, missing my partners there, Joe DeFalco, of course, doing some work with future stars of wrestling here in Las Vegas. So he's been a little bit busy. And, of course, Andrew Fishfane doing his thing on Saturday night, uh, working his tail off. So we will get to at least have Fish tomorrow. As we have the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, joining us on the normal show time at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific here on KDWN. 1015 FM, 720 a.m. It's the show so nice. It's on your dial twice. But, of course, the breaking news tonight that, of course, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, scheduled to wrestle Wardlow tomorrow at the Double or Nothing pay-per-view, did not attend the AEW Fan Fest today and apparently booked a flight out of Las Vegas. So we are waiting to see if really the top heel in AEW has apparently been dissatisfied with his contract situation is even going to be at the pay-per-view tomorrow. Now, um, of course, that has been reported uh, uh, reported and confirmed Sean Sapp Fightful.com broke the story, uh, PW Insider and uh, Wrestling Observer all have confirmed this, that this has taken place. So this match is in limbo right now, and 
if MJF did take his ball and go home, boy, I'll tell you what, what a sad day for Wardlow, who was getting ready to have his breakout match. I mean, this is something that has been building for a couple of years now in AEW with Wardlow being Max's bodyguard and so on. And, of course, the plot line on this has been that he had to go through all these trials to get out of the contract. And now all of a sudden when the last hurdle there is there, the question is, will Maxwell Jacob Friedman be there? So, I don't know. And obviously this could be a work. We don't know if this is something that they're just trying to pull the wool over our eyes. But I think the suspicious part about it is no showing at the fan fest because that's just something you don't really do. You know, usually when wrestlers are booked to be somewhere, unless a health issue or a travel issue comes up, they're there. And especially when you're working for a company like AEW or a company like WWE, especially AEW that's very fan-friendly. This is an odd situation as we're sitting here at 1042 Pacific time. And the pay-per-view is at 5 p.m. tomorrow. So this is going to be something to watch. And a lot of wrestling people, I'm sure, going to be keeping an eye on it. We'll try and give you more news about this tomorrow uh, on our show. But, uh, of course, we're going to be featuring Mark Henry. So that's going to be huge. But, wow, what breaking news. And, by the way, good job by Sean. Nice digging. That's some serious reporting right there. Big kudos to him. So, well, I guess we're going to find out. Will MJF be there at double or nothing tomorrow? Wow. Well, let's deal with the ones that are there right now. As, of course, we've had AEW Dynamite TV show uh was on was here on Wednesday, and then the Rampage show was actually live on Friday, and uh, we had some pretty good matches on there, and including one that I think shocked a lot of people with how the crowd reacted on this. Uh, but to kick things off first on uh, that show, and would have helped if I'd have had the correct results up there. How about we get that one? There we go. All right, and Matt Seidel kicked off the show against Brian Danielson, and that was a terrific match, by the way. Seidel, of course, used to be Evan Bourne if you used to follow him in WWE, uh, but he and Danielson really tore the house down, got everybody pumped up. It was a terrific battle between the two of them with Danielson eventually winning, but Seidel put on a good show, too, and people forget how good Matt Seidel is. I mean, the man can fly, and it was a, a pretty terrific Battle between the two of them and the American Dragon, of course, getting the win as he heads into this pay-per-view in a 10-man tag team match coming up, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, but nice win for Brian Danielson in that one. Then, of course, this is one that I didn't see coming. Maybe I should have, but had a lot of people talking as... John Cruz and Taylor Rust are in the ring, ready to wrestle the Young Bucks. And all of a sudden, the Hardys music goes off, and they are wrestling Matt and Jeff Hardy at the AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view. But the Bucks come out with Gangrel, who used to work with the Hardys. And the Bucks are out in Hardy 
clothing. They wrestle like the Hardys as they go and win this match. And, of course, the Hardys come out and all hell breaks loose. And, you know, the Bucks turned on Gangrel, and that wasn't nice. But uh, a pretty wild finish to that one is the Young Bucks doing their best Matt Hardy, Matt and Jeff Hardy imitation. It was pretty cool and a, a good match on Rampage to really get the crowd pumped up. Uh, then we did have Kyle O'Reilly get char- challenged by Darby Allen. So those two are going to meet on Double or Nothing tomorrow. So that will be something to see as uh, Darby is blaming Kyle O'Reilly for injuring Sting, apparently. so And yes, for those of you old-time fans, Sting is still around at age 62. He has been working with Darby Allen and working a lot of tag team matches there. So we'll see how that match goes, but just added on Friday to this Sunday's pay-per-view. And then we got to see two of the young guns of AEW, both of which are their tag team partners are on the shelf right now. Dante Martin, of course, the top flight, his brother is out. And Max Caster, who you just heard the interview with, his tag team partner, Anthony Bowens, is also out. So I guess they decide we're going to have these two get it on and... The match goes to, oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Got a frog in my throat there. Uh, Goes to Dante Martin as he manages to defeat Max Caster. A fun match. Of course, you had the gun club out there as well. Billy Gunn's kids out there as a tag team, and it was a lot of fun. And then we had the final, we had the final for the men's tournament as well with Samoa Joe. Uh, t- punching his ticket to the final against Adam Cole. So we're going to get to see Samoa Joe. As, oh, I'm sorry, that was already going. We had a we got a promo for that, um, and then we have Scorpio Sky did a promo. As he, of course, is the TNT champion. Dan Lambert introduced a new belt with him and Ethan Page in the ring, and then all of a sudden, at Dan Lambert's America Top Team. Facility where, of course, Dan has trained a ton of UFC fighters and wrestlers. Sammy Guevara, Kazarian, and Ty Conti show up and destroy one of the trophy cases and take three of his most valuable belts, setting up a match between the six of them. Well, of course, uh, it'll be Paige Van Zant and not Dan Lambert. He'll be on the outside as they will face off on double or nothing as well. So another match getting set up there. And then we had our main event of the night, uh, the women's match for the Owen Hart Foundation's tournament final spot between Ruby Soho and Chris Statlander. Statlander, of course, uh, had to replace Karashita due to apparently either travel or injury issues. That story still hasn't been settled yet. But uh, Statlander won her first match and then gets to take on Ruby Soho. And I got to tell you, this was a shocking crowd reaction as Ruby Soho wins the match, but the crowd was heavily in favor of Chris Statlander. So Soho wins, and she is getting heavily booed at the end of this match, and Ruby's a fan favorite. So this was quite a surprise to a lot of people, and a lot of people were tearing the fans up on Twitter, but haven't been in the building. There was no question that everybody was on the side of 
Chris Statlander in that one. Now we're going to see Roby Soho against Dr. Britt Baker DMD in the finals of the Women's Owen Hart Tournament. I think a lot of people would have liked to have seen Chris Statlander in there. But this is going to be interesting to see how AEW deals with this one. It's another situation where a wrestler is being booked a certain way, but the fans aren't having it. And what will happen to Ruby Soho in this match and what's going to happen to Double or Nothing with a uh, packed house at the T-Mobile Arena. Oh, man. I I, I feel bad for her because you know, she's really just expressed how happy she is in AEW and you know she's been able to have creative freedom and so on. And all of a sudden, everything that she's done may have just gotten turned upside down in one night. So we'll see how that all turns out. But it was a pretty interesting uh, match for on Rampage and a good and a pretty good episode. Usually, you know, sometimes Rampage, you know, is, you know, they definitely throw a few matches in there that are pretty good. But this one was top to bottom, probably one of the best ap- episodes of Rampage I've seen. So. We will see where this all ends up, but we are going to get be getting ready for double or nothing tomorrow down at the T-Mobile Arena. But, boy, I'll tell you, the, <laughs> a big cloud cast over what is going on there with Maxwell Jacob Friedman hightailing it out of Las Vegas. This is just an unbelievable story. I uh, haven't heard anything like this in a while. I think the... Of course, you know, we did have Sasha Banks and Naomi and WWE walk out a little while ago. But nothing quite like this since me when Steve Austin took off all those years ago. So this is going to be a fascinating thing to see how they deal with this. If, unless it's a work and then he just, you know, he manages to show up. But this is, like I said, it's really a break story. It just broke a little while ago and we're going to, Try and follow it up for you tomorrow on the Mark Hoke Show. Of course, uh, don't forget, we've got that special edition for you with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, joining us on the show. And we'll have a replay of that at 11 a.m. as we start to count it down to AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view tomorrow at the T-Mobile Arena. And let's give you a rundown on the card if you... Maybe if you're new to AEW or you know just a wrestling fan in general, this is going to be a, a great night. We'll have the kickoff show that should be starting around 4.30 as the team known as Hookhausen, Hook, Taz's son, and Danhausen, the very nice, very evil dude, will be taking on Tony Nese and smart Mark Sterling, mostly a manager, but it looks like he's going to be hopping in an AEW ring. So... Expect them to get absolutely destroyed, but it should be fun to see this odd couple matchup of Hook and Danhausen in the ring. Kyle O'Reilly of Red Dragon will be taking on Darby Allen, and of course, uh, if you haven't seen Darby Allen, I, I did get to see him wrestle uh, AEW Dark Match on Friday night, and he's just as fast as he looks on TV. A very explosive, smaller wrestler, but. Should be a terrific match with him against Kyle O'Reilly. Jade Cargill, the TBS champion, the which is the number two belt in the women's division in AEW, will be taking on Anna Jay. And, of course, Jade Cargill undefeated in her AEW career. Would expect that will continue. But if you have not seen Jade Cargill, you may be looking at the future of women's wrestling for a very long time. She is something special. Uh, still learning, but 
the athleticism of this woman is beyond compare. So we'll see how everything goes, but expect a, a victory probably from Jade Cargill. Six-man tag team match as the House of Black will be taking on Death Triangle. Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King will face off with Pac, Penta Oscuro, and Ray Phoenix in what should be a terrific battle. These guys have been building this one for a while, so we'll see some high-flying and hard-hitting action in that match for sure at Double or Nothing tomorrow. American Top Team, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, and Paige Van Zant. And yes, you do know her from MMA. With Dan Lambert in the corner, we'll be taking on Sammy Guevara, Frankie Kazarian, and Ty Conti. And, of course, a stipulation with that, that if American Top Team does win the match, Guevara and Kazarian cannot challenge for the TNT title anymore as long as Sky is champion. That one should uh, break down pretty quickly, and uh, we'll see how crazy that one gets. Uh, a classic tag team match is the Hardys, Matt and Jeff, are going to take on the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson. Brother versus brother team, and these guys have hooked it up before, but nothing like this is the Hardys kind of on their last run, looking to see if they can get one more big win here against the Young Bucks. Also in tag team action, the AEW World Tag Team titles will be on the line as Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus, the champions, will be taking on Team Taz of Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, and they will face off also with Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland in what should be a pretty terrific match with a great mix of guys. Uh, as you heard Max Caster in that interview say, Keith Lee could be the difference maker in this one. But I have a feeling a lot of fans want to see Team Taz take this one down, so we'll see how that one turns out. The Anarchy in the Arena matches the Jer- Jericho Appreciation Society. Chris Jericho and his uh, merry band of men there, Matt Menard, Angelo Parker, Daniel Garcia, and Jake Hager face off against Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz, and Brian Danielson and John Moxley. This is going to be all over the arena. I don't know if they're going to get up to where I'm sitting, but if they did, that is going to be a hell of a fight. So looking forward to seeing those 10 tear it down. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, takes on Ruby Soho, the former women's champion, faces off against Soho for the Women's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Championship. Probably looking for Dr. Britt Baker to get that win, but it would be a cool one for Ruby Soho. But you have to wonder if what happened with the crowd last night at Rampage is going to turn that around a little bit. We'll see if plans change and Ruby Soho does not walk out with that victory. Samoa Joe faces Adam Cole for the Men's Owen Hart Foundation Tournament Final. This one looks like it should be a classic match as well with Joe and Adam Cole duking it out for that. Of course, MJF and Wardlow still on the board. If Wardlow wins, he gets out of his con- his service contract with MJF. But we don't even know if MJF's going to be there. Holy cow. So we'll find out. The biggest match in Wardlow's career may be on hold. Who knows? Thunder Rosa, you heard her earlier on our 8 p.m. edition, the AEW World Women, Women's World Champion, takes on Serena Deeb. These two have met before, of course, in the NWA promotion. That's right, the NWA is still around. And Deeb beat Rosa for the NWA title. So we'll see what kind of match these two put on. Of course, they're familiar with each other, so look forward to seeing a pretty good match there. And then the AEW World Championship is on the line as Hangman Adam Page will defend the title against 
the legendary CM Punk in front of a packed house at T-Mobile Arena. And, of course, looking like this this is going to be a mixed crowd again on this match. And CM Punk maybe hinting at turning heel again as he's been Mr. Happy Mentor Punk, but we'll see if that's going to change on Sunday at double or nothing. And uh, once again, also want to remind everybody while in our last uh, minute or so, don't forget if you want to catch some extra wrestling before the AEW pay-per-view, our good friend Joe DeFalco, our co-host, has an event at the FSW Arena down on Harrison Avenue. Let it ride. And uh, it's got some of his great wrestlers duking it out starting at noon. Uh, tickets are still available, so you can go on to fswvegas.com and you can be a part of that event featuring some of his greats like Jay by Dallas, the No Limits champion, great wrestler there, Matt Vandegrift guy I'm pretty impressed with, Anthony Green, Richard Holiday, Nick Xander, Damian Drake, uh, Cole Radrick, and many more will be on that as Joe wraps up a pretty busy weekend for himself here with the AEW Double or Nothing weekend. And don't forget, you can check that out on a pay-per-view or maybe see if you can score some tickets. But it is going to be a terrific day tomorrow. And speaking of tomorrow, hey, guys, you're going to get to hear the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, tomorrow at 8 a.m. Pacific time and then again at 11. And we want to thank AEW for all of their courtesy and working with us and getting us three terrific guests on the show. Once again, you can follow us at Mark Hoke Show, Podbean, markhokeshow.podbean.com for our podcast. Twitter, Mark Hoke Show, Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. I'm tired. I will look forward to seeing all of you guys tomorrow morning, bright and early. Have a great night, Las Vegas, and we will see you soon. The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show, like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show, and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hoke Show family today and thanks for listening.